Lake Michigan's rising waters could trigger a series of toxic disasters for anyone who lives, works, or plays along the shoreline. That's according to a report released today that looks at the potentially catastrophic consequences of climate change on our lakeshore. Rising water levels and extreme weather create a perfect storm for disaster in Illinois, Indiana, Michigan, and Wisconsin. And the report identifies a number of industrial sites that, if flooded, could threaten the health and safety of surrounding communities. Joining us is Howard Lerner, the president and executive director of the Environmental Law and Policy Center, or the ELPC. Hi, Howard. Welcome back. Glad to join you. Glad to join your listeners. So the ELPC produced this report, Howard. So what does it tell us exactly? What it tells us, we need to rethink the shorelines. We need to rethink the Lake Michigan shoreline's built environment in light of the much more extreme water levels, mostly higher and sometimes lower, that's occurring due to climate change. We're looking at the heat wave today. The climate change impacts on Chicago and our region are real. And what we're seeing are much more extreme water levels, more intense storms. And that means if you have higher water, more intense storms, you have bigger winds and bigger waves And the shoreline's built environment, the industrial facilities, the coal ash ponds, the confined disposal facility on the southeast side that has toxic materials, they're at risk. The report actually highlights a few hotspots, specific places that are a little more vulnerable. So tell us more about that. Where are we talking about? We're talking about up and down the shoreline. But take a look at, for example, Waukegan, where there's an old coal plant with coal ash ponds that have toxic materials. There's some old industrial facilities and there are four Superfund sites. And all of that is right along the shoreline. Look, we're not criticizing decisions that may have been made 50 years ago where people said, here's what we expect the lake water levels to be and we think everything is pretty safe. But what the scientists are telling us today as a result of climate change, we're gonna have much higher lake water levels And those get whipped up by really windy storms Mm -hmm. and the big waves. And these facilities that have toxic and hazardous materials weren't necessarily built to deal with today's water levels and today's realities as opposed to yesterday's news. So we need to reassess what's going on there and take a careful look based on today's realities and today's data, not yesterday's news. Same is true with the confined disposal facility on the southeast side of Chicago. The Army Corps of Engineers built that 40 years ago. And, and, you know, we don't have to second guess whether they made the right assumptions then. They're trying to expand it and make it even bigger, uh, build it out and extend it. And we need to look at what's the impact of higher water levels on that. And are we going to wind up in an environmental justice community, the southeast side, Mm -hmm. having even worse problems with a confined disposal facility that holds toxic dredging waste if the water levels go up and there are more intensive storms with high winds and high waters. And those are two of the examples we've highlighted. So is that where you see the greatest risk of toxic disaster? You know, we've identified 12 places along the Wisconsin, Illinois, Indiana, and Western Michigan shoreline. We're not technical engineers. What we've done is bring together some top-rate geospatial hydrologists We've looked at what NOAA, the National Oceanic Atmospheric Administration, says are the water level forecasts going forward. And then we've mapped out where does that water come 
along the shoreline, if it goes higher up the shoreline, and particularly if it gets whipped up by waves and wind. Yeah. And we all know that if you're Chicagoans, we remember the days and we know it when uh, DuSable Lakeshore Drive gets covered with water. Because it's not just the water level, it's the storms like we had a couple of nights ago mm-hmm. and the winds that carry it forth. So we've identified a number of places where we say these are at risk. Mm-hmm. And the business owners or the public agencies that own them really need to go and reassess, are these sites really safe? Are they vulnerable? Are we looking at too much of a risk based on what we know today about water levels as they're going to be higher caused by climate change? Got to do that reassessment and base it on today's data, not the outdated data from before. Well, you know, keeping in mind how this type of flooding impacts the folks who live nearby, right? Is there anything that people can do, Howard, to prepare themselves in the event of a disaster like this hitting their community? You know, absolutely. And we have a number of action steps and potential solutions. There's no magic bullet, but there are a lot of things that we can do. And, and this is not just the industrial facilities. You know, take a look at residential buildings in South Shore between 72nd and 75th Street, you know, just south of South Shore Country Club. I'm sorry, <laughs> what used to be South Shore Country Club, mm-hmm. and it's now the South Shore, you know, Park District facility and Rainbow Beach. Uh, a couple of years ago, those residential buildings got flooded. The same thing happened in Rogers Park uh, over by Howard Beach. Um, for the buildings along the shoreline, the built environment, we need to reassess, are they strong enough to withstand the waters and winds and waves that we see coming here in the Chicago region. Mm -hmm. When it comes to groups like CMAP, the Chicago Metropolitan Agency for Planning, the City of Chicago, the Illinois EPA, the Army Corps of Engineers, you know, let's take another look at what's going on here and let's start doing our land use planning, our zoning, our development decisions based on what we know today about water levels going forward. Uh, not, you know, 20-year or 30-year-old flooding data. Right. Let's develop better green infrastructure. You know, let's find ways to do some wetlands restoration and more of it over in the Lake Calumet area and in some of the other areas, the Illinois and Indiana shoreline. Let's look at green infrastructure in terms of permeable pavement, other things we can do to keep more stormwater not draining into the lake. Each of those steps individually isn't a magic bullet to solve the problem, but each of those begins to help us yeah. move toward better solutions in the future and not make a bad problem worse. Yeah, as you said earlier, Howard, we, we need to rethink things. Yeah. Howard Lerner is the president and executive director of the Environmental Law and Policy Center. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Glad to join you and your listeners and www.elpc.org Rising Waters Report. Thanks for listening. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. We've got more for you on the podcast, WBEZ's Reset, wherever you listen.